0: Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 73. We got the Oscars, the XFL, NFL win totals, and someone almost died at Pebble Beach. But it wasn't Nick. Here we go. Freestyle.
1: Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome.
0: Welcome back to episode 73 of Look Who's Talking, your favorite NFL podcast from coast to coast of Canada. Actually, not really. Most of the time, we're usually in the GTA area. But wherever you're listening, Ni Hao, Privyet, Hola, Bonjour. Vana Kam. And Yo bu Se Hun, which is Korean, because... uh, yeah. Parasite. Yeah. Parasite made some history last night at the Oscars. If you were paying attention, if you weren't, I understand. There was no host and it was god awful. But uh, it was snowing and there wasn't much to what, do. What the fuck else are you going to do? There's no football on. But there was some football on just earlier that day because the XFL didn't suck. And that's all we needed. <laughs> Don't suck and make it seem like you're going to last a full season. And man, we'll watch. Because we could bet on it. And the Oscars had such a wide open
1: platform to just come out with this wow night. Yep. And they totally
0: fell flat. Oh, man. Uh, the, the mini hosts they had, two thoughts. One, Chris Rock was funny. Of course. I mean, he of course going to be funny. Just let him fucking host. What's wrong with you? Uh, but uh, they, they kept going to all these. They introduced somebody who was just going to introduce somebody. So like in the end, you have all these extra hosts that aren't even telling jokes and it's wasting everyone else's time. You're going to cut off that fucking makeup assistant lady? Like, you know, the, uh, the makeup one for Bombshell, right? Yes. And they, they let the Korean dude uh, talk for maybe a minute and a half? Each time. And, but, but the guy who won for makeup, he gets to talk. And then sometimes the, you know, the, sub, the subordinates, they don't necessarily get to say something. But the nice old lady, you know, she looked like the nice old lady from the movie Up. Like, just let her go. She creeps up to the microphone. Like, if you're gonna let her get to the microphone without the music, let her fucking say something. Maybe she wants to thank her dad. Something. Give her the five seconds that you waste our time with with this, hey, I'm from that movie that or that TV show that's on ABC and I'm up in the, up in the balcony and I'm about to introduce somebody else and here we go and there's 20 seconds of your fucking life you'll never get back. Let the lady talk. Anyway, uh, I... Don't care what they were wearing. I don't care about the after show. What a waste of life that was. Uh, hey, we got no guests. We're not invited to any parties. Here's some two purple couches, three hosts you don't know, and a whole bunch of questions you don't give a fuck about. And who do we see there? Stephen A. Smith. Do you know why they call it the Oscars, Jeff? No, I don't. Because
1: there's people living in trash cans around the corner from the Kodak
0: Theater in West Hollywood. Uh, a little story for you. I think I might have told this on the air before. I'm not sure. Kimmel? I went to Jimmy Kimmel when I was stuck. I lost my passport in Real Vegas. Real greasy place. I'll, just in case you didn't hear that episode, I lost my passport in Las Vegas celebrating my buddy Kyle Croxell's Red Bull Crash Dice win. We went to Wet Republic, and I had my passport in my pants because I had left my license somewhere the night before, and I'm an idiot. Okay, yeah, yeah it's a very stupid thing to do. And I have a bathing suit under my, sh- under my khaki shorts. And we had this booth... And I took my khaki shorts off, left them there, was partying in my bathing suit. Uh, shit got pretty crazy that day. It kind of gets blurry. I don't really tell you. You know, I don't really know what really happened. But we walked back from the NGM uh, to where we were staying, which is the other side of Vegas. We were at uh, uh, the Mirage. Other side of Vegas. So <laughs> anyway, figured out I've lost my passport. Can't retrace my steps all across Las Vegas. White Republic doesn't have it. Have to drive back across the desert, rent a car with two of my buddies, uh, to drive to Los Angeles because they don't have a Canadian consulate in Nevada. Yep. My flight was like 36 hours later. You needed to get a temporary passport in Los Angeles. actually called Dewey to be one of my contacts, to be like, hey, I exist. And he's like, yeah, thanks. Anyway, uh, the two guys had to drive right, Dury and his other buddy had to drive right back to Vegas. Uh, Cliff was his name. Uh, right back to Vegas. They had to catch their flight. And I'm stuck in Hollywood or L.A. with nothing to do. Go to Kimmel because someone told me it was free. Walked down there. I'm in the standby line. And, uh, yeah, went to Kimmel. It was live. It was awesome. Uh, he had Eddie Falco on that day when his monologue kicked ass. Edie Falco. Edie Falco. There's Jackie. Yeah, the lady from The Sopranos, which uh, I'm sure she's, there's some porn about her. Let's be honest here. <laughs> anyway. 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 Uh, yeah, and it turns into a pretty crazy fucking place at night, we're leading back to this Oscars thing. Greasy place. Because during the day, it's really nice. Uh, and I went to this little motel, got a place, and by the end of the Kimmel show, the people who were at Kimmel with me were like, you're staying, at, you know, at a in motel West in West Hollywood. You should get home before dark and lock the fucking doors. People treat it like it's the El Salvador jungle. No joke, I was getting cat calls as I was walking back. Multiple criminal activity going on just in the parking lot of my hotel. So, people
1: say those are like the ghosts of Hollywood. (laughs) And like, they're zombies that come out at night. And like, they're obviously not zombies, but it's this failed stench of bitter and, you know, lack of fortune. Yeah. uh, Rolled into, uh, you know, dangerous nights. It
0: was so I had, if I just was able to stay in my hotel room, it would have been better. But I had. I had to get my, a phone charger. Classic Jeff. I didn't have a fucking phone charger. And I need to change my flight from Vegas and book a new hotel room and do some more stuff with this temporary passport thing. Anyway, so I, gotta, I don't have a car. I got to run to this source, this source Electronics, which is like eight blocks away. But it's eight blocks in West Hollywood at night. I'm getting some cat calls. But you know what I have to my advantage? Speed. <laughs> I'm a pretty fast dude when I want to be. Much
1: like Zombie Land, one of the ten rules of survival: speed and endurance. Yeah, man.
0: So I'm—I I just put—I—I I put on uh, my shoes, I tie them up, and instead I'm like, okay, I could kind of look like a weird jogger. <laughs> so to make it look normal, going past the, all these neighborhoods, uh, which were scary, I—I uh, I ran <laughs> full speed to the source and full speed back. Anyway, that's my story. So, uh, parasite. Yeah, I want you a lot of dough. Uh, Let's cut the shit.
1: I'm going to go see the movie now. (laughs) You should. You owe it to them. I do owe it to them. And I'm going to have a big night out in Koreatown coming up. Anybody want to join Weird Mike for some ramen and udon? Koreatown in Toronto is Bloor &
0: This guy fucking tells me last night, he's like, I got a lot of digits on a movie I've never fucking seen. What the hell's wrong with me? And he's talking to me as his pants are pulled up by his titties because he likes to do that when he's a bit nervous. And when you put that much money on a movie you haven't seen, I'd be fucking nervous too. Uh, this is where a big shout-out
1: comes to Renzo. Hey! Papa Weird, yep. if you will. Yep. Uh, sees a lot of movies, and after... Uh, He came back, he knew all the hype and everything, and he said, I can't believe it's even nominated. And when it came out to be the favorite, uh, betting fact, the awards season is done, but watch your movies, and awards season is like football season. It's like three months, four months long. Starts with the, anyway, a lot of money to be made. Uh, I dug myself a bit of a hole and was fortunate to get out of it. (laughs) With Parasite. With Parasite, (laughs) um, ironically.
0: Now, again, this is where a thing where, like, if you like to bet on sports, this is where you bet the number. Treat it like a sport. Weird Mike saw the number go from, was it plus 200?
1: It was, Parasite started at plus 400. Down to? Plus 175. And that's what he saw it at, woke up, someone knows something, and threw down on it. Uh, Parasite was uh, spurred on by another profitable P. Pebble Beach, motherfucker. Yeah. Nick Taylor, shout out. Nick Taylor, his entire crew, big win for the Canadian golf scene, starting a new decade with a marquee win at a marquee event on maybe the most famous course in the world. Out-dueling Phil, my favorite golfer. Toe-to-toe, man, I was, oh, for me, it was, a, it was, a, it was like a full-length Super Bowl to myself
0: on a Sunday morning. I want to watch golf. Totally mic'd up. You know? As I'm watching, like, the, the replays of these Super Bowls and, like, Turning Point on NFL films, and I want to watch golf totally mic'd up. That'd be so fucking awesome. You just, you sign the waiver. Yeah, I get it. They swear, or whatever. Like, whatever I got to do, parental advisory on the channel, I'd pay for that. I'd pay for all sports to be like that. That'd so, be fucking amazing. So that's the only difference in Fox Sports.
1: They signed on to, for the U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, for all you golf, a lot of golf fans for Look Who's Talkers. Absolutely. Like, it's 80%. Big shout out to all the
0: Look Who's Talkers who are listening to us offseason. Uh, it's never the offseason in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll be doing what we normally do. We'll come back uh, during the draft. But, anyway, at Pebble Beach, yeah, congrats to Nick, who kind of looks like our producer,
1: uh, Huck from Huck Media. Yo, the guy just had a kid, and this, this new father sim- syndrome on the tour is real like people having kids to win events like it's what the fuck you talk check it out man uh new how would i check that new out? parents new parents yeah win like quite recent to their birth right they have a surge okay it's fucking it's money well he's fired up on life love it i don't have Papa a strength
0: i don't have a baby but you know when i when i get a nice like lunch in me i'm pumped there's know? gonna be
1: so many new look who's talkers in 2020
0: wow Stick those pods in there, kid ears, ASAP. But anyway, so we're watching, we're watching, uh, we're watching Pebble Beach, and uh, they they replay Nick's drive, which he he's been doing this sort of uh, uh, fade, kind of like all the whole his whole Pebble Beach tournament, and this one gets away from him; it doesn't come back. Okay, on the back nine, and it's a hidden tee box from like you know where he hit it to the patrons over on the left side of the fairway, and they have the ball streaker. With the red with the red thing, and one of the guys who's meant to find the balls, who's got the double wand things, is just standing on the side of the fucking fairway, you know, 270 yards away from the tee box. A lot of shit going on, and the ball goes six feet by his head, or sorry, six inches by his head. He never saw it coming. And Jim Nance and Nick Faldo are kind of like replaying this as they're showing where his shot went on the replay. And Nick's just like, oh. Well, that was close to being awful. Yeah. (laughs) Sir Nick Faldo. And then uh, later on in the match, Nick's shot hit, uh, or maybe it was lefty? No, no. Nick's shot hit a lady in the back of the thigh as she was walking, and it just ended up nicely in the rough for him, and he actually put it on the green, no problem. And it reminded me what I fucking love about golf and would love for it to be applied to lots of other sports. There's not really an out-of-bounds. Like, there, there's some out-of-bounds, which is marked, but it, you, you hit your ball into the patrons? Yeah, wherever it goes, you got to go play it from there, for the most part. And millions of dollars is on the line. And it hits some guy's Budweiser instead of going underneath, you know, some rock. And it saved you $2.5 million. Like... I just love how there's not really that out of bounds. Like you got to go get it. You got to go find it. Like, imagine somebody threw the ball and good football into the stands and there's no out of bounds. You got to go fucking chase it down. Uh, all right, I would all right, love that, that's crazy. for the out of boundsness to be a little more wild like that. Like, golf patrons, they just know what they're getting themselves into. Yep. I, I could be just involved in the play like that, you know? Imagine a, a, a patron gets in the way and, hey, yep would have been past interference, but luckily you hit that fucking Chevy Aerostar, you know? I don't
1: know. I'm coming up to my one-year golf tiger kuchar anniversary. I'm
0: all about this golf fandom that you're talking about. It's It's, fucking incredible. I I like the randomness. Like, it hits this chick's thigh. Sorry, this woman's thigh. It would have maybe gone into much more terrible conditions, but because it hit her thigh... That matters. Whereas if you hit an audience member, besides in the, a home run in baseball, like it doesn't really have any effect on the play. It's just like I'll tell you where it's going to get a real sticky
1: is one of these events. People are betting live holes with these guys and walking the course with them.
0: I would go make a wall around the rough for Tiger. I'm telling you, you know me, what I
1: mean. These, the balls goes <laughs> into these galleries, and if you got two hundred beans on Phil, I'm not fucking moving. You know, you're not moving, or you're you know you're kicking the ball, or like, sure. there's. You pretend to be drunk and just, like, kick it out of the fucking green. But just for the record, you said golf doesn't have out-of-bounds. It does have out-of-bounds. out <laughs> a big snick. I know, I know. All right. You're living out there, Hugh. I love it. Golf love season it. upon us, baby. Uh, well, yeah, well, look, we've been right on a lot of the things that we go bold on, you know? Which is sweet. So, uh, then Nick w- Taylor win Propelled you at, into at the Oscars. Propelled, pebble-propelled Parasite. Uh, and I'm going to be gone. I'm rallying a Look Who's Talking golf trip. Yep. Either November 2020 or early Jan
0: 2021. I just, it was unbelievable, man. If the Pelicans had been playing in the 10:30 game after the Parasite win and after uh, the Pebble Beach win, you might have taken the Pelicans because you're a peculiar fuck sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Peculiar, uh, I will take. Yeah, speaking of peculiar football, uh, the XFL. It,
1: Love doesn't,
0: it. doesn't suck. Uh, in fact, um, me, Weird Mike, and uh, our boy, uh, our boy Royal. Don't forget to bet. Had a large, had a large draft for uh, a good sum of money uh, on the XFL without really knowing too much about it. And let me tell you, immediately gets immediately gets you in. And for those of you that may have had the Dallas Renegades. The XFL doesn't quite have the injury report standards that other leagues have set. Dallas Renegades, minus nine and a half at home to the St. Louis Battlehawks. Fucking wicked name. So how do you combat that, Hugh? Either way, they sh- uh, the game comes on, you know, the broadcast starts at five o'clock. Seven minutes to kickoff. By the way, Renegades starting quarterback, Landry Jones, star quarterback out of Oklahoma, former backup in Pittsburgh, not starting. Uh, starting in his place, fucking Joe Plummer, no, some guy you'd never heard of, and uh, changed the game, because uh, as our boy, as our boy Roy said right, uh, right before this, an XFL fucking backup, stay the fuck away. <laughs> uh,
1: it does not suck. Uh, it's not excellent, no. but
0: it was good. The production value seems high. Uh Vince has a lo- Vince McMahon has a lot of money. They're partnered with Fox and ESPN. This isn't going anywhere. You can get invested in it because there's going to be an, an end to the season. It's like It's all eight teams are owned by Vince. Keep that in mind. It's not like one owner is going to go crazy and just throw the league. You know, there's or like not have enough money to pay his players. That's referred to as a steady hand at the ship. Absolutely. It's also like kind of, you know, there's a there's another take on it where like this is Absolutely horrible He's trying to run it Like wrestling With no union You know So whatever It gives more
1: football players jobs And that's what we like Fuck the union This is like This is like streetball man Some guys weren't meant To be you know Conformed by league restrictions They'll have a union eventually I'm saying like Right now At it's infant stage, Too many people care It's a public sport It's you know? kind of like streetball It's not like fight club People watch They'll be like Hey you guys should get a union You know Some lawyer intervene. Lawyer It's It's got this street element to it Guys just want a ball and they've got this platform now that's kind of like Big 3. Yep. And, you know, they're doing some big things. <laughs> what, this, <laughs> is that their this, slogan? They should be.
0: <laughs> big but three anyway, Ice Cube knows things. what he's doing.
1: And they keep recruiting. And this is the first of many, hopefully. Uh, after week one, I'm going to shout out the D.C. Defenders, yo. And Cardell Jones, former Buckeye. Uh, a yeah, big fucking dude Big dude Hasn't lost a game Since high school That guy's sponsored by Arby's Holy <laughs> shit Where's the beef? Holy
0: shit But they're playing In those smaller stadiums So it's giving them Some atmosphere I guess Man he, he's a big boy Like that's a big boy Playing quarterback Anyway got it done though Good for him Good for Cardell I think that's his 12th start Since high school by the way uh, 13th he's Yeah yeah now. That's fucked up
1: yeah, He didn't really start With the Buckeyes But no, he got a nice one, national title yeah, Out of it One year uh, I was there, by the way. I was, uh, it was a
0: great moment. Uh, yeah. Anyway, XFL, uh, if you're you know, on the football side of things, the Guardians look like they got a great defense. Uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers let me down. My Vipers, with Mark Tressman as their coach, uh, didn't really produce any offense. I don't like their quarterback, so I am fading them uh, for the near future. Early fade. Early fade till I see some quarterback play I like. Uh, Houston Roughnecks, thir- third worst team in the league, on by Vegas standards coming in they were the most impressive team this weekend uh, watch out for the Roughnecks they play an air raid style offense very exciting stuff giddy the fuck up so stay tuned for next week hopefully the, uh, the ratings will stay up because I want this league to stick around speaking of ratings did you fucking see the BYU dunk because uh, the, the humans can fly I've been all over this BYU cougar
1: for like a decade now I've been a big mascot fan Capital One Bowl Week the guy's been supreme for like a decade and a bit now. Yeah, their dance last year, even if you don't like dancing, you'd like that. You know, it's, it's, like, it's beyond that, man. This guy's in people's faces. He's making a difference, bro. He's helping his team win because nobody really likes his team. And they need all the in-house
0: support they I, can get. It's BYU, if you don't know, by the way, it's a Mormon school down in uh, uh, probably near Utah or something. That's in Utah. Um, Provo, Utah. Some of the comments on, like it's a sick video. They fucking throw this cougar, if you haven't seen it, from the three-point line. Five guys, throw them for the three-point line. Post it. And, uh, anyway, it's amazing. But uh, I saw some of the comments on it, and it's jokes. It's a Mormon school, it's right. Yeah, obviously. You know, they have a lot of time on their hands, you know. <laughs> they don't drink or farve. <laughs> they don't
1: do anything on Saturday.
0: Yeah.
1: Or is it Sunday or Saturday? One of the two weekend days, they're not bout, and it fucks up <laughs> NCAA March Madness schedules because when they
0: qualify for the tournament... They can't put them on their day. Also known as uh, the, the day... The of, Sabbath? The, the Sabbath day. Or as Weird Mike puts it, the day they're not bout. <laughs> but uh, on the other six days, they put some fucking
1: but work in. You know, in. like, how much... You know, they put their foot down and said, we're only about six days a week, folks.
0: Yeah. That's, that's pretty fucking... That's hard to do. Yeah. Crouching Mormon, flying tiger. All right? Flying cougar. <laughs> flying cougar. Crouching, ti- crouching Mormon... Flying cougar that 's
1: the coin there, I love that there you go, I like that too. Uh, before we move on to the wind totals, yes, okay, yes, wind uh, totals, baby, the peas are out, the peas don 't end, oh God they, they really didn 't this weekend, I played pickleball in New Hamburg Kitchener with the Cormier women, besides Kitchener, I feel like you made up all of that sentence it 's one hundred percent true. Pickleball is like senior indoor tennis. <laughs> Where you just need any kind of space, you know, the same poles you put in a volleyball net. Yeah, yeah. And you just play indoor tennis called pickleball. Uh, yeah, it was this badminton tennis melange. And woke up quite a sweat. I thought pickleball was going to be like running bases, except just idiots. I had no idea. They're like, hey, we're going to play pickleball tomorrow at 2. And I'm
0: like... I just got a ball in it. You know, I'm done. I, I, I thought it was going to be running bases, but just named by idiots. You know? <laughs> like, like you know, because, oh, pickle, like in baseball. Fucking love running bases, by the way. Next party that I, I I ever throw,
1: we're playing running bases. I hate to ruin the party for you, Jeff. That game was only good when we couldn't really throw and catch.
0: We played it in my backyard all the time. And we're talking about once you get good at it. Yeah. Throwing and
1: catching. Yeah. Then you... know where no to go. You
0: add in a third base. And you have this, like, triangle of, of, of attack.
1: Okay, so you got some Seton metamorphosis of the traditional game. No,
0: we did this in high school. Straight up. We were fucking smoking joints and playing running bases during third period in my backyard. 100%. And Doing uh, was hard to catch. A little fucking
1: fast ginger. And my last nugget before I get off. Yo, Oscar rap. Where's my hundo on the Irishman, bro? Yeah, listen to that episode Zero again. Oscars, Huck, for the Irishman, bro. 0 for 6, yeah. including the one they were faved in. I was pressured into that bet, but I'll take it. Wow. You, yo. I, I also re-listened to it, folks. It's some of our some of weird Mike's finer work. <laughs> Pressing Hugh against the wall, getting what he wanted. Right. That, that, that's the real crux of this insta-beef, is that Irishman prep.
0: Uh, I know. Don't hide it, Hugh. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, they felt snubbed, too. In fact, uh, Scorsese stole that speech for a second. Anyway. Uh, okay. NFL, before we get to the wind holes just for a second, Michael Irvin talking about Brady to the Cowboys. Also, Adam Schefter confirmed what we said, and we talked about this last week, that the Raiders will pursue Tom Brady in free agency, and Derek Carr uh, hasn't been able to get a hard-on in three weeks because, well, shit gets to you. So Derek Carr needs some Cialis, and Brady, uh, Brady to the Cowboys, heard, heard talked about it. It does make sense. Now, another thing that we heard, T.J. Hushmanzada said there's a 0% chance he was on Fox Sports. Zero percent chance. Zero. Zero. And he was asked many times, and he was steadfast on it. He couldn't say why. Zero percent chance. Tom goes back to the Patriots. Zero. Love it. Interesting. Preached. Hoosh. I might not be on that same train of zero, you know, but I won't. Hey, I, these things can happen, and it's super fucking interesting. So we'll 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 see where Tom goes, but that affects this thing we're going to talk about: win totals. Because right now, before this quarterback derby, so I got two Hugh picks for you. Weird Mike's got his uh, gambling donut for futures win totals that you can get right now before the draft and before the combine, all right? And it's kind of fun because if you think you can maybe guess what some of these teams might do, uh, you can take advantage of this fucking shit right now. And uh, we're going to try to help you out with that. Also, just some teams are a little high, some teams are a little low. And, uh, well, away we go. (laughs) If Tom goes to the Cowboys, or if Tom goes to the Raiders, for instance, the two teams that I think he's most likely to go to, those win totals seem low, especially the Raiders. You tell me Tom Brady's Raiders, with a relatively easier schedule, besides the Chiefs twice, can't get seven wins? The number is seven right now. Seven even. I'm going to be going away from the variables, folks. Yes. So stay tuned for some steadfast. My picks aren't based on the variable ones, but these are just fascinating if you think that you know, think might guess where they could go. So Tom's down to what? Three teams? Raiders, Chargers, Cowboys? I don't think he's going to be a fucking Charger. That Would you? I don't. No, so, I wouldn't. But, but the fun of all this is actually trying to guess and do it. So I can't just assume. Sure, he could be a fucking. Uh, you know, he could be a Colt too. But you're forgetting
1: how much pull Giselle wants, man. Maybe she just wants L. A. And this, you know, she sacrificed 20 years and sure. fucking.
0: I'm. I Western see that. I, I see that that is a variable. But I'm. I'm not gonna go with it. It's like looking at a game where they're trying to bet and like, oh, they played last night. Yeah, but they're playing this shit team. So there's a variable that I'm. I'm going to ignore, you know? Uh, anyway, very interesting stuff. Uh, so, where Tom goes, that matters. Now, here's another thing the Chargers, just recently today, have formally announced they're parting ways with Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Gosh, damn it, darn it, deep, good, deep, good, good, good God. We're going to post a, a picture of his kids, by the way, folks. It's a full squad, a full squad. And I just moved down to Florida. So what are the Chargers going to do? Because right now they're listed at seven and a
1: half wins. They're going to do what Weird Mike said they were going to do two episodes ago and draft Justin Herbert, keep the West Coast vibes rolling. Right. Get Duck Nation, get Nike, get them all aboard, the new stadium. Okay. And and go grassroots. Start on the way up. Sure. How fast is that going to work? Two
0: years. Exactly. Next year, they're going to win seven and a half games? Hold on. The schedule is pretty hey, fucking hey, tough.
1: I just said two years. The fuck I
0: know. Right. Herbert can come in and oh light my the God. league up. Can, can we get that on like a loop, Huck? Like just him saying, the fuck I know. <laughs> That'd be great. But <laughs> you can't assume it's going to... I said two. Right. Could be less. Could be more. Sure. Uh, I'm going to bet, looking at their schedule too, Chiefs twice, Patriots, Bills, uh, you know, a revamp Broncos twice, Raiders twice. I'm going to say Justin Herbert struggles. And uh, they might lose Melvin Ingram in free agency. They don't pay anybody, so they probably will. And uh, Bosa might even leave. Uh, Rumor, maybe he joins his brother with the Niners, and they just have this 10-year run of the brothers on each end. The Bosa brothers, bro. Watch out. Brothers are a good thing to have on a football team. It creates that base of, of like, you know these two guys are never going to Stab each other in the back, so it's a real good base to hang around. The long, like the Long brothers, absolutely the Long brothers, uh, the McCordy brothers. Yeah, man, it's big. The Sedin twins, not quite the same. The Sedin <laughs> twins,
1: get the fuck out of yeah, here! Right,
0: who also kind of look like Huck? Yes,
1: <laughs> we keep mentioning people. Yeah, that we. Have. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> Huck uh, does look a bit Swedish. But he's a little tougher. I got my first one. Can I get it off my chest here? Yeah, sure. Whenever, whenever you say anything about getting off your chest, I picture that big rug of chest, Austin Powers chest hair that you proudly rock, I'd say, for a, a, a long chest-haired individual. Less proudly
1: these days. <laughs> right. But it was out there, folks. Oh, okay, crap. before episode 27, Huck, it was, it was a real deal. Tennessee Titans <laughs> over. That was scary. <laughs> Eight and a half wins, man. Remember the Titans. Back to back. We're keeping it rolling, Huck. They're eight and a half wins, bro. Uh, Probably going to re-sign Henry. And you going to get down on me with the futures? Because if it goes up to nine, that changes everything. Right? In football, nine wins means you got to get ten to get the bet, which is hard. But eight and a half is money. What do you say, bro? Yeah,
0: I like eight and a half. Let's do it. it, Is Henry a free agent?
1: Henry is a free agent.
0: That's an issue.
1: And is uh, wants a hundred million minimum. Give it to him. If they if they don't give it to him, what are they gonna do? Like, I don't know. They've got Dion Lewis, who (laughs) like they need to give it to him. I don't even think Lewis is gonna be back. They need to give it to him. So I'm going eight and a half, assuming that they re-sign Derrick Henry and this identity, this. Brotherhood, if you will, uh, under the weirdest stepbrother, Mike Vrabel. The, the weird prom chaperone, the weird stepbrother. You put your weird family name on it.
0: Eight and a half wins, man. Lock it up. Him and, the, him and his coaches do a massive pregame workout, eh, on the sidelines oh, is of the right? stadium. Yeah. They show me that. It's jokes. But, like, they're going hard. Like, he's... It's a real ex-player, player's coach, you know? Like, Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm the captain of this team. I'm, I, I'm also the play caller. And I just happen to not be playing again or ever again. But, like, that's the way he sort of gets ready for the game. You know what? If you like them to win the division, you got to like them to win nine games. Or if you like them to even compete against Houston for that wild card slash division again, which I could see, uh, you got to like them to win, eight, uh, win nine games. And
1: i got to sneak one more in before you're yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bengals. Five and a half wins. Under. Whoa. <laughs> Under. <laughs> Folks, they won one game last year. <laughs> if they go four games better, I still win the bet. Uh, we don't know what Joe Burrow's going to be about. Uh,
0: who the fuck knows where A.J. Green's going? Probably not there, right? You would assume after about eight years in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think he's ready for why don't a, the, a Why don't the Bills give him a call? No, I mean, if you're him, bro. Okay, I think it's time to get out of the Ohio slash Western <laughs> New York fucking area. You just did Andy Dalton for eight years in Cincinnati. Sure, I get it. Yeah. You know I mean? If like if they offer you something and Dallas offers you like two million less, I think it's time to go be a fucking cowboy. You know? Like, hey, I'd like to play on mon- primetime games more than once every two seasons. I'd like to walk around L.A. and people have any fucking clue who I am, you know? Because there's, got, there's receivers with half my yards, half my TDs, half my all pros. Half your highlights. Half so. my highlights that uh, are getting my fucking good table by the window, you know? Here I am having to use my fucking real name at hotels. So this further cements <laughs> yeah. me
1: taking the under. If there's no AJ, you're right, AJ's gone. Time to go. New if, new if they QB. let Amari
0: Cooper walk, I could see him going right to the Cowboys for less money. Just because to be a football star. The Bengals
1: are in a nasty division with some nasty weather. The Browns are out for vengeance. The Steelers got big Ben back in that D. The Ravens, you know, even if they take a step back, they still got their shit together. Like, what's a good record in the division for the Bengals? Hint, I think sure. the Ravens are taking a step back. <laughs> two and four? Or like one and, you know? Sure, the, sure. Well, two and four, call it. I got under five and a half. It's a sprinkle, folks. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a mass bet. Yeah, because if they went two of their first three games, you're freaking out. <laughs> also, we're, we're underestimating. I'm taking this bet now. Like, There's a chance they bungle this number one overall thing. Like, this isn't... Everybody's throwing the kitchen sink at them. So we don't know where they're going to wind up with this. So that's a little insurance in the back pocket on this five and a half.
0: He's made money on the P's. Now he's going under on the B's. (laughs) Burroughs bungled Bengals. All right. Like the Nick Bosa bet, which was bad, but only by a bit. (laughs) Uh, Nick Bosa in the Super Bowl. Weird Mike's pick. Three and a half tackles. Finished with five. Finished with five. Uh, As I said, if if you get two in the first half, you're freaking out. I don't see the Bengals winning six games. you know why, but uh, we'll see. it's uh smash and sprinkle. five and a half since it's just not a lot. okay, smash crimp sp- smash and sprinkle. there's your gambling farvin donut uh we need we need a sponsor for your for your for your gambling donut. Let's find a mom and pop fucking donut shop. uh
1: Robbins. I don't think Show? Timmy's
0: is going to answer our call. Uh, you know, there's some weird coffee
1: times out there. He's <laughs> still hanging around. You know what? Coffee How's, time might. <laughs> uh, uh, you want to go to the weirdest coffee shop? There's a coffee time at Tompkin and Matheson. Yeah, that's oh
0: man, that's a relic. How's it still open? I was at I was at some comedy show one time, and one, one comedian said something pretty fucking funny. It was just some amateur night. He's like, he's like, if uh, you ever wondering if you live in a shitty part of Toronto, if you can leave your house and get to a coffee time in four minutes. You do. (laughs) Uh, Damn, my sisters always lived within. Fuck. I liked coffee time because you could smoke there. We were, we were like, I don't know, teenagers. Say what you want. I like the egg salad at coffee time. That's fucked up. All right. uh, Obi Trice, Hugh Picks. Here we go. You. All right. It was Obi Trice, real name, no fucking gimmicks. Uh yeah. I know I apologized to him earlier in the year. I still very much like the kid. The whole world is still a bit too high on him, and I think that every NFL team has a whole season to figure out this running attack of the Baltimore Ravens. Good luck doing that again, guys. Yeah, you might make the playoffs, maybe. Okay? Again, Ben's back. Cleveland Browns are going to be probably better. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be harder than it was this year, okay? The Bengals aren't going to be just some walkover. You're not going to be fight facing Ryan Finley at a Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati. They got the Ravens at 11 wins, even. I'm taking the under. They can still have a great year. 9-7, 10-6, sure. 11? Push. Push. Love it. You got to get 12 wins for me to lose in one of the tougher, colder divisions in football. Without a great Great throwing quarterback The running attack Again Just like a lot of Running attacks in the NFL Once they got a lot of Tape on you It's gonna be a little bit Harder to do again So Good on you. You deserve the MVP Lamar And the Ravens are a good team It's a lot of wins And the whole world's Too high on them Under 11 And I'm taking The Chargers Under 7.5 wins Two unders because Justin Herbert, who I think the Chargers will draft, he's the Pac-10 guy. As you said last week, they need some Pac-10 sort of buzz. He looks like a real stud quarterback to the point where the Bengals' GM was like, look, like we got three guys here that we're really considering. They're going to take Burrow. They'll get murdered at home if they don't. The guy's from, you know, eastern, eastern Ohio. So anyway, I think Justin Herbert's, I'm betting on Herbert being... The rookie quarterback on the Chargers, and they take it, they get they have a down year, uh, as they have stadium seating fan problems and all that crap. Under seven and a half wins, they got a tough schedule. That's the Chiefs twice, the Raiders twice, Denver twice, the Pats, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets. No, thank you. So, uh, two unders, Ravens under 11, Chargers under seven and a half. There's two quick few picks for you. Giddy up, give them one more. Uh, Okay, I'll take the Arizona Cardinals over six and a half. Their schedule is difficult, but they have no change at quarterback coming. They have an offseason, an entire offseason, to get better at this air raid offense, which did show some great signs. They can add a weapon or two. They can add some, uh, some secondary, which they need a little bit of help in. Either way, six and a half wins, that's not a lot. Uh, yeah, I like, they got a tough division, that's why it's going to be hard, because they're a better team in six and a half wins, they just happen to be in the wrong division So, here we go, that was, uh, those are your huge picks <laughs> you! And we were 55% on the year, baby, 55% on the year, and, uh So those win totals you're welcome. will uh, Thank you, yeah. I got
1: down on a few of them you up Remember the weird pick was in some dark days in yeah. the middle of the season.
0: I gave you 1917 to win the Golden Globe and Thaddeus Moss get a couple touchdowns in the national championship game. Um,
1: Baltimore also has a first place sched. Yeah, exactly. Like more primetime games. It's it's a tougher it's a different sched.
0: And they're they're
1: they're long they, like they Everybody wants a piece of Lamar. His season's going to be way different. Also, it,
0: yeah, it was just different. They in the first game against Miami, they threw those long bombs to Marquise Brown. So even for those next few weeks, the deep threats were almost getting too much credence, which is why he was, they were started to really run the ball so much, so successfully, because everyone was still watching out for those long balls. But all you need to do is get up on them a little bit and realize that, man, Lamar struggles a bit with those, that type of pocket deep passing when you need to come back from behind. And uh, yeah.
1: I uh, I hope the Chargers draft the Herbert kid. I'm I'm all in on that. And the song. AFC
0: is better than it has been in recent years. It's getting better. Like it's it's true.
1: Uh, Arizona, I knew you were gonna, I knew yeah. you're gonna catch that's a, that's a hook number, man. Six and a half, super tough division, hyper competitive. Yeah. Uh, but they got some draft capital, so they do have a room. They have a little room for a mini splash. They can't go out there and get the top dude. No. But they got a bit of a contract They're, issue with the running back, too. Kingsbury guy's not an idiot. He's got some breathing room. There were some signs of success. Yep. So, um, six and a half. The kid's got to stay healthy. That's, that's all on the,
0: it's all on the <laughs> five, and, seven. And he will forever be the kid. <laughs> like, he's so small. Yeah, I guess. But he, he's got a rocket, and he knows how to play the position, man. He's got that vision. Like, uh, you know, as I looked harder and harder at the board,
1: <clears throat> I love win totals. I like. I forgot they came out, and because the XFL kind of yeah, it's exciting kind of occupied my football side of
0: the brain. Did, if, and if you follow them on social media, they're fucking hammering you hard with memes and everything. But you know what it's working? It's good. I kind of think the chiefs can do 11 and a half.
1: I thought they were going to put them at 12. They are 11 and a half. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on that number. If for whatever reason it gets down to 11, I'm going to jump all over it. They got 12 games. Remember, they, he missed three games. Uh, There's a bit of load management, and they still haven't lost. I think that momentum carries into a really strong start.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take it. It's a bit too high for me, but it's, uh, it's a big fuck. It, they're going to be a tough out for a long time. So I think it's safe to say that for the next 50 games of the Kansas City Chiefs' life, they'll be the favorites. You know? Like... (laughs) For the rest of the...
1: (laughs) So Mahomes is starting. They're not going to be... Mahomes,
0: Kelsey, Hill, Reed, you know? And like somewhat of a defense. Maybe on the road against like a top team. Sure, they might be a dog slightly. But anyway, tough out for a long time. Speaking of the Chiefs, uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Watching this mic'd up, Super Bowl stuff is my favorite nerdy football thing to do in the whole world. I actually watched it twice. I even watched, there's a different one called Turning Point, which does it even more, just focused on one, one particular play. And they did it to three different plays in, in the Super Bowl. And it's interesting. It goes to show you even a little more about the inner dynamics of this team and these coaches. When Shanahan uh, finds out that it's, it's a long yard and a half to go for it, he kicks the field goal, and he, he, does, he walks away from his team because he almost knows his team, the way it's executing right now on offense, wants to go for it, and knows that in this third quarter, you're going to need some touchdowns, man. It's fourth and one and a half. Like, we're on their 23. Like, let's do this, you know? With, we know they're going for it. They've already gone for it twice in this game. And he's, and, he, and he's mic'd up, and he's like he's asking his coaches, what is it? One, one and a half, almost two? Kick it. He kicks the field goal. Maybe a good decision, maybe. But in the end, you know, these are the types of things that slowly cost him. It doesn't necessarily mean it was the wrong decision, but if he had made another one, another a different result may have happened. And again, he doubled down on all of these decisions that he made in these post-Super Bowl interviews that he's done, you know, where he said, you know, 10 times out of 10, I don't call that timeout." And he, he said, I was up by 10, po- we were up by 10 points in the fourth quarter. That justifies all my decisions. And Peter King, my favorite football writer from Sports Illustrated, now pro, uh, pro Football Morning in America, or whatever, on profootballtalk.com. He said, yeah, Kyle, I understand your, your point there. However, you lost the game. So 10 points wasn't enough. It's hard to sound like a, a, that much of a smart aleck when you lost. And uh, anyway, if you get the chance, check out the Mic'd Up Super Bowl. It, it'll give you even more insight into these teams and guys and, and all of it. It's great. It's just such entertainment too. football to slow motion and music is an absolutely beautiful thing. And it, it's made this gladiator like game really become so beautiful. And it's why I think it's grown so fast, uh, in the past, you know, 50 years in the United States used to belong to baseball and now it's, you know, it's, it's football. Last thought, all, all the radio shows I've listened to this week and my favorite, some of my favorite shows all keep slightly referencing, oh, you know, Sh- hey, Ann will be back. The Niners will be back. You know, and oh, ho- hopefully he'll get one and, and learn from this or, or whatever, whatever. However they're talking about it. It's fucking hard. Who's to say he'll, not just next year. Sure, I'm, we've already said the Niners will probably not be back next year. Just look at the averages. These teams don't get back in the NFC. It's that derby. It's that other league. Uh, who's to say he'll ever be back ever? No, I don't want to be a pessimist. I, I He seems like a really nice coach and guy, and I'm not trying to, like, Yo. broadcast this horrible thing, but that literally might be his legacy, those two things. He's it's young, hard to get to the Super Bowl. he's
1: young, and he's got probably 20 years of coaching ahead of him. And If not with the Niners, let's say time's turned down. But well,
0: even if you make the playoffs a whole bunch of times, man, look at Andy Reid. That's, wow, 2004 to 2016 years in between Super Bowl appearances as a head coach. It's tough. So I'm saying as much as this hurts him now, you know, this other lead he gave up, it's amazing that he had the chance to redeem himself only two years removed from his previous massive fuck-up. Opportunity lost because now it might, it could be a decade, man, with a different team. See, this is where, like, Anyway, it's just My something whole, to think about. Yeah, this is where, like, I kind of
1: take the faith angle about how, like, him not getting either of these rings are going to test him as a man. Like, that's how I think God and faith and all this stuff. Not, yeah, like, yeah. praying for a miracle or, you know, this is going to shape his life. Yep. These two, you know, crippling losses, emotionally, financially, and, you know, well, professionally. And, he,
0: and he's going to, here's the, how about this? Is there still one more to go? Here's my thought. No, I think third
1: time's the charm. No, no, no. Because but it he's, happens in
0: a day. He's, he's now made the same mistakes twice. So I could see him getting back into another Super Bowl, getting up again and doing the reverse and being maybe slightly too aggressive in the first half and then like running the ball too much in the second half and then having to find that gray area in his fourth Super Bowl. Anyway, he's you, so. You,
1: you just said he's never going to get back. A. And now we got hypothetical. Well, he, he might on not.
0: Third. Marino
1: didn't. <laughs> and correct. Yeah. Just, so my Marino Mahomes
0: comparison is officially squashed. Yes. Sure. You know, exactly. You're not, you're not
1: right on all of them, right? Like, I, no. I only usually run down the highlight. Yeah. Reel. yeah.
0: Well, you, remember when I, when I said they need to start Mahomes back when they were starting Alex Smith before I'll pick them to win the Super Bowl? And you're yeah. like, Ale, Alex Smith's the alpha male? Yeah, no, that I didn't said, age well. <laughs> I
1: said that he is an alpha male. It turns out that Mahomes Alex is a Smith generational that, talent.
0: Alex Smith has three daughters and a wife, and he's not the alpha male of his house. All right. Hey, I'm just all kidding. the new daddies out there. I'm sure he's. A, I've heard he's a great guy. That's <laughs> all right, well, uh, he's competing for his spot in Washington.
1: Yeah, get It's up. not a laydown. No, it's not with Haskins. Who knows what that kid's capable of?
0: Right. Urban said it. I almost died from his leg injury, man. Goody up. If he can get back, we always love uh, stories of comebacks. One more thing about this uh, mic'd up football. They had this thing where you could watch this other channel. This was after the Super Bowl, maybe even live if you wanted to. It was called Fox Live. I'm assuming it was fucking live. Idiot. Uh, But I watched it a, a day later. And you could watch. They had cameras on Brett Favre, Drew Brees, and Joe Montana with Fox's Joel Klatt. And they were watching the Super Bowl. They were live at the Super Bowl in a suite, watching it on a screen. I'm assuming they were being paid big bucks to not, like, just be out there w- w- doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, an online press. But it was wicked cool, man, to just sit there and watch the Super Bowl with them. Because they weren't needing, they weren't, like, in shirts and ties, you know, leading some broadcast. They were, Brett was drinking a fucking beer. Montana was nervous as hell. You can kind of ch- tell that he was sort of cheering for the Niners a bit, like... Of course. But he was on both teams. He was trying to play it even. Brett was fully cheering for the Chiefs without really cheering because he loves Andy Reid. He likes Mahomes. Loves Andy. And Breeze is there, and they're breaking down like what Jim, how Jimmy fucked up and all this, like, what he didn't see. It was wicked. Anyway, check it out. Fox Live. Watch the Super Bowl with Favre, Montana, and Breeze. All right. Uh, just a quick truth for you. Quick truth. Quick truth. Quick. Truth of the week. Hey, yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. Is that the Chiefs just shows just showed you what it's gonna take from now on? It's 2020, and the NFL has changed. If you're the Dallas Cowboys and you're looking at Dak Prescott and you miraculously just have him as a free agent right now, it's time to walk away. I said this on Instagram the start of the season, our first Instagram post two weeks before the season started. It was a picture of Dak Prescott. Check us out on Instagram, folks, at Hughes Talking, H-U-S Talking, or Twitter. And I posted a picture of Dak Prescott and it said, this guy's an idiot. Because the, the Cowboys had just offered him $33 million a year for six years. And he said no. His agents wanted more money. They knew all the salary cap, it's all going up and everything. And he wanted to be the highest paid guy. And Russ Wilson had just got $35 million a year. And I said, this guy's an idiot. Because eventually he's going to be exposed for the, for the ceiling that he has. Don't, ignore the stats, folks. In today's NFL, folks, the, the stats just are skewed. They're not quite an indicator of one's ability anymore. Uh, For instance, you know, Jameis Winston led the league in everything, including interceptions, but it's also yards and all that stuff. Prescott, same thing. Ignore that, okay? If you don't have a guy that can throw it all over the field, you're going to lose to the teams that do, okay? That's what happened when you faced the Eagles. That's what happened when anyone faced the Chiefs. It's been laid out. This is the future of the NFL. Not only do you need a guy, I mean, these Tom Brady... Manning, Rivers-like quarterbacks, Breeze even, that can't quite escape, that's going to slowly start to disappear. It has to. You don't, need the, you don't necessarily need a Lamar, the dual threat, but you need a guy who's got an arm big enough that everybody can stay open, everybody, and the ability to escape. And if you don't have a guy like that who can escape and make all of those throws, not limited, so the defense can cheat on you, you're going to lose to the teams that do. If your goal is to win championships, there's just some guys that don't, can't do that job because that job has different requirements than just being an NFL quarterback. I hear all these things. Oh, Dak, you got to pay him. Look at what the stats he got. He's an NFL quarterback. He's your guy. No, he doesn't have to be. And there's a whole bunch of teams that want the Cowboys to sign this guy long-term. Because immediately, they just be, half the teams in the league just became favorites to beat them for the length of the contract. That's how much quarterbacks matter. They are six, seven, and eight-point difference makers in Vegas. That's not an accident. Take away any other player, almost, besides maybe Saquon Barkley, and these guys barely matter a point and a half. As in, you could replace them with the guy next on the depth chart, and it doesn't quite matter. That's the difference. So if you don't have a guy that can make all those throws... It's time to move on. I would let Dak walk absolutely now because the length of the contract is the length that you will be in the bottom tier of teams in this league ready to win a championship. That's it. The Chiefs just laid it out. It's like a, at a, an, Olympics, an Olympic ski event or Olympic da, uh, snowboard event. And the, the guy, you know, one guy goes out there in the first qualifying run and throws a triple cork. Hey, boys, That's what it's going to take to win this year. Well, that was the Chiefs' Super Bowl. We just faced one of the most ferocious pass rushes and secondaries that's existed in the NFL in the last 10 years, and it wasn't enough because our quarterback will still beat you. So for all of you that don't have defenses like San Francisco, good fucking luck. You're going to have to outscore us. You won't. So it's time to look yourself in the mirror, NFL owners, and ask yourself, do you want an NFL quarterback or do you want a guy with a ceiling big enough to win a championship? He might not get there, but if you know his ceiling's middle of the pack, why are you signing him to $200 million? It's too expensive now to make those kind of mistakes. You have to treat it like an investment and get out right now. Find someone with a higher ceiling. That's why I'm so excited with the Bills and Josh Allen. He's got that high ceiling. I'm not sure if he'll ever actually reach it, but he can make, he can scramble. He's a big man. He doesn't get tackled and he can make, All the throws. He's not quite the most accurate short passer, but we might be able to fix that. But those deep, crazy, long-developing patterns, which can beat anybody if you do it right, uh, that Brett Favre used to beat people with, that Aaron Rodgers in his prime used to beat people with, that Randy Moss and Tom Brady used to beat people with, uh, well, that's the new new standard if you want to be in that Final Four. If you don't have it, well, you're just selling tickets, selling T-shirts, and you'll be golfing. Giddy up. Tony Romo football. (laughs) All right. Truth of the week, folks. Have higher expectations. Need a championship quarterback. It's obvious. Don't bullshit anybody. I thought the truth of the week was don't pay Dak. That, too. That, too. But I wanted to get more broad with it because it wasn't just about Dak. I hate on Dak a lot. Sure, sure. Dak was the
1: vehicle driving
0: this. Absolutely. And just thinking about, like, man, like, this is what it takes, man. Like, you need Russell Wilson. Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Lamar keeps fixing. I mean, he from year one to year two, he got way better. Who knows where he'll be year yeah, he's three? He's got a great coaching staff. Absolutely. A and and, and a, a drive to even get better as a thrower. So I'm not ruling Lamar out of that class, but I will rule Dak out. Let him go be someone else's problem if you're Dallas, you know? Uh, so, yeah, we're approaching
1: uh, the look who's talking offseason, right? Yep. But we're still coming at you with some
0: gambling needs. Yeah, yeah and we'll, Some football info. Yeah, we'll be hitting you up on Instagram with some picks here and there, especially as the Masters rolls around. We fucking love betting on golf around here. At S- look who's talking. We're we'll gonna be having a show
1: after the Combine. Yep, that's uh, big time for the NFL. Get a, a jump
0: start on the draft. Yep. Which if any Look Who's Talkers are really into March Madness and want to come on our show as a guest, let us know. Hit us up in our DMs on Instagram. Uh, whoever puts out the uh, sort of the you know the biggest. The biggest reacher, uh, whoever wants to be on the show, the baddest, well, let us know. We'll get you on as a guest, talk a little March Madness, little Masters, and uh, lead us into the NFL draft, which is the most exciting thing uh, in sports, let's be honest. <laughs> People's whole lives are being decided, uh, and it happens every 15, every 15 minutes. And this year, they'll be decided on a boat. And we'll see if Burrow bungles the Bengals. To under six losses and five and a half, giddy up, Ravens under eleven. You're welcome, Huck. Anything to say? Go Titans. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, uh, I think they're gonna pay Shea Henry uh, or King Henry the hundred million. The hundred mil. Fo- keep your identity. You, what else are you doing? What else are you doing? You've also never. You've only had one superstar in your team ever, really. Eddie George, maybe McNair. Guy wants to be there too. Like I, but it's part of being a football brand nowadays, I think is. Having a Tom Brady like guy. Stop this runaround of these guys going everywhere and like start to build a legacy. You want to build that Mount Rushmore of your team, right? Well, there's about one or two Titans on it. And uh, there's the Steelers' Mountains got about 15 of them, you know? Cowboys, 15. Niners, 15. That helps build your fan base, your legacy, everything. Sign Derrick Henry to a fucking lifetime contract right now build the statue in six years and uh, maybe Vrabel keeps his dick. We'll never know. We will know. Keep an eye out for Super Tuesday coming at you. Giddy up, folks. And uh, hopefully we can all watch Parasite in English soon. But I like subtitles. And so do you. See you later.